on today's episode 16 of We Say Soccer. November 26, 2021, the boys are back and we're bringing you an EPL-centric episode. With the holiday going on, with midweek games going on next week, we want to make sure we focus on what we're here for, and that's that EPL. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the intro. It's We Say Soccer. footy fans and welcome to another episode of we say soccer an american take on the world's game happy holidays to all we're all stuffed with turkey now we're recording on black friday did a little bit of shopping did a little bit of leftover eating jibs how you feeling man doing great watching some hockey had a good holiday had a busy work day today afterwards um wasn't too much soccer on today that was notable. I didn't really hop over there. I think Belbao lost two one actually. Oh, I did see. Uh, isn't didn't Italy and Portugal now have to play in? A oh match yeah, to try to get into the World Cup. I saw yeah, that. they're, I think they're in the same not... side, or they. I don't know if they're playing each other, or I'm sure they would come to a head at some point. I but think it comes the, down to they them, have the yeah. same route to it. I think you both get knocked out early in shockers, or at least one of them. But they have the same path, so I guess they would collide. So either Italy. Or Portugal will not be at the next World Cup. Oh, that's crazy. And I hate to say it because we have two of their players, but if it if push comes to shove, I know Italy messed the last one. A certain team did just win the Europe's over the fucking summer. So I think they might have a little bit of the killer instinct built in. We'll see. I don't know. Portugal we'll has see. not looked we'll good at all. Yeah. At no. All. Well, good, man. I'm glad you're having a good holiday. That's why one of the factors was this holiday is why we're going to bring you a shorter EPL-focused episode today. Mm-hmm. And the other factor being there's going to be some matches midweek next week for the EPL. Mm-hmm. So we're going to come right back at you with the Monday recording. Get that out as soon as we can on Tuesday for you uh, so we can get you all the news you need for this match week 13 this weekend, match week 14 midweek next week. Ooh, we're getting into the thick of it now. Once that holiday season starts hitting, full yeah. footy gets going. And I love it. Well, they it have like to. a match all the time. Because I've been so bored with American football. Good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just terrible product right now. I'm tired of all these flags on the field, man. Like, it's nuts. But, but no, we got some big news. Um, we'll get to some some managerial changes at the end of the episode that coincides with our last game of the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll get into that later. So no worries on that. We know you guys are here for a little bit of our reaction on that, how we're feeling, if we're 
up, if we're down, what our pros and cons we think of what's going on. So yeah. we'll get to that at the end of the show. Norwich but, updated but, their logo. Do you see that? Their badge? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, Sick? so, so it Nor- it's cool, but all they did is it's the same badge, but they, like, modernized the castle that's on it, modernized the bird. Um, and then uh, what's the third element of their badge? It's the bird, the, the castle, or the wall. I don't know. I'm going to look at it right now. And then, oh, why can't I remember yeah, the third part? Yeah, and a lion. And the line, yeah. There's like a line, yeah. Yeah, but they modernized it. It's literally oh, this. That, hey, I can't. It's front. the same it's but different. Sick. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I, I like, like it. the bird. The bird looks kind of like 19, like 70s kind of look, which is kind of like of, this that retro, yeah. like modern retro kind of. Yeah, box, if that makes any oxymoronic sense. No, it definitely does. Like it's well, it reminds like me of retro. Almost. Well, like NBC in the 70s, like the broadcasting yeah. channel in the U.S. had something like that. But it's that line yeah. in the middle, almost like a. If they replaced the green for brown, they would look like this. The and actually, if they were Aston Villa colors, they would look like the Phillies of the seventies and early eighties, because their their P used to have that like gap line in the middle thing. Kind of cool. It's definitely an interesting look. Um, I like it, even though I feel like with their color scheme and now the a modern throwback animated kind of bird they almost remind me of like australia even more now it's in a weird kind of way but it's a cool badge it was it was cool to see it updated why not give the fans a little something to cheer for yeah no 100 that is cool man i didn't know that so i'm glad you brought that up um but like we were saying earlier this is going to be an epl centric episode but so we thought we should definitely start it off before we preview this match week uh 13 coming up this weekend we're gonna go ahead look Mm -hmm. into the table give you some of the points, see how close some of these races are. You do have a couple of teams that are tied in points, just differential by goal differential. Um, so we'll go through that. Before we get into it, Jibs, you got anything else before we jump into the table? No, if you want to do the table, I did want to touch on uh, the leading goal scores because I think that's always the stat that, like, for an American audience, that's something they can relate to, you know, what the home run chase of the early 2000s, the Peyton Manning, the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady's of the world always breaking passing records. So then we should touch on that too. Um, Cause the next couple of weeks are going to be a whirlwind and just give out a couple of those players that have been scoring. I mean, the top of it is kind of names you expect, but then it kind of comes to a few guys that might be like, Oh, keep my eye on him, whether they're on a smaller club or if they're in the shadow of a bigger player on a big club. Um, IE Jota is tied for fifth for scoring in the league. Obviously, he's overshadowed by some of the other big names at Liverpool. But, yeah. yeah, we'll touch on that, too. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. So, cool. Let's go ahead then jump into this table. We'll kind of break it down a little bit. With there being 20 teams, we'll kind of go in little five sections. We'll go uh, – you want to go five sections or four sections, Jim? What do you feel? You want to break it down in quadrants? Just go top five. Let's do – Six to ten. Let's do the Europa placements, Europe competition placements. Maybe round out the top ten. Group three will be total – the guys from then that are safe from relegation yeah. and we'll give the bottom two plus the other ones that are kind of relegation fodder potentially if you're uh, if you're cool with that yeah i'm with it man let's get into it first leading the league right now the blues from stanford bridge uh chelsea coming in with 29 points they're three points clear of city and seven goals clear on goal differential so if city does come even with them on points they're still going to be mm-hmm. ahead chelsea will and Man City, as said earlier, is in second on those 26 points. Um, looking good, flying high. 
had a pretty good game against Poach in uh, Europe and PSG. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Liverpool next. The Reds from Merseyside coming in at 25 points to so just one point behind City. But they also are ahead of City in goal differential. They're at 24 goals while City is at 19. Now, the next team is a surprise. They are a good team and they are a Europa League team this year. But West Ham in fourth place on 23 points, so two points behind Liverpool. The main difference here is they are clear, clear goal differential disadvantage to the rest of these teams in the top four. Uh, They're only on nine points, while the rest of them, like I said, City being the next lowest on 19 points. Um, After that, we got Arsenal right now sitting in that automatic Europa League spot on 20 points. They're only one game back of West Ham. Um, Their goal differential is at a minus four, so this is one of the highest teams with one of those minus uh, differentials mm-hmm. and Wolves is rounding out that Europa League spot um, with uh, in sixth place with 19 points. Sorry, trying to log into ESPN through someone else's <laughs> uh, through the mother in law's passwords. Appreciate it. But um, <laughs> we got, um, like I said, Wolves on 19, so only one point back of Arsenal and then Tottenham. Starting off our next group there. Well, first, let's talk about that top six, Jibs. Um, well, Tottenham's kind of on points in there with Wolves. Yeah, they're just negative six because of all those one-nil losses. Yeah. The wins that they got, but then most of their losses have been pretty mm-hmm. substantial losses. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll rope Tottenham in there um, on 19 points as well, even with Wolves, but like mm-hmm. I said, six points back on goal differential. Um, like I said, kind of surprising Wolves. You know, I kind of gave them shit early in the year because they weren't finishing. They're kind of rounding out into the team that they uh, mm-hmm. they should be, kind of fighting for those Europa League spots. Same with Arsenal, started off like poop, and then they're, uh, they're yeah. coming through, keep well, climbing up the, the table. The Wolves so. had all those 1-0 losses, even to us as United fans, against good teams. We kind of thought something was coming, like – when everybody was kind of hyping up, you know, the Brentford looking good, beating Arsenal and a couple of good results there, we kind of did keep our eye when they first met. Who was it after us? I can't even remember who they were on the schedule. We're talking two months of podcasts ago now. Yeah. But it was somebody that we're like, we're, we think we're on Wolves this match because they just had all these 1 0 or 1 1 draws and they had like a win in there against good teams like we knew what was coming even with perpetual Traore but Jimenez has balled out he's really come back strong thankfully not against the United States but no it's been really a really good um showing for them since they've they're showing they're a good club and who knows maybe they'll make some noise but it's tough for them when they're sharing a spot essentially with Tottenham Arsenal's only one point ahead of them and then the other team to kind of catch would be West Ham. I do hope they kind of have that slide um, for United's sake, but I do hope they also finish ahead of Tottenham and Arsenal because <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, no, that would be awesome because definitely those two teams are the ones that are usually the uh, the butt of all the jokes. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. And yeah. Conte this week saying, too, after losing to uh, – a team, what, fourth in the Slovenian league? Moy- was it say. Moya? Did they Mur- lose to? Yeah, Mira, something like that. Mir- oh, was it Mira or Mira? Yeah. M-U- yeah, hilarious. And Kane played the whole game, so I don't want to hear no shit. Yeah, and then they say, too, um, Conte this week saying, oh, now after three weeks in, I'm seeing that the levels of Tottenham aren't so high. Like, yeah, 
but it's Tottenham. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, cool. So with that, we move on to our boys sitting in eighth spot right now. With the new manager change, we do have a new interim manager. Ali is out. Michael Carrick is the winningest coach in Champions League history, <laughs> one of one. Uh, 100% win record, so good for Karis on that one. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully this manager change. I don't think um, Ralph will be in charge by this weekend because of work permits going on. So Karis will still be – Michael Carrick will still be there uh, in charge of the boys this weekend. So we'll see if uh, new manager bump and all these boys getting excited, knowing what they got to do to uh, essentially show out for the new manager and see if they uh, come through this weekend. But they are sitting on 17 points. United is. Our uh, goal differential is minus one. So we are ahead of Tottenham on goal differential. We are one behind Wolves, and we are two points back from both of them. Um, a win and some help could see us get back into the top five, um, but it would definitely need some help uh, to go along with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your darlings up next on 17 points. Um, Brighton tied with us just a little bit behind us on goal differential, one point behind us on goal differential, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. Um, they're sitting in there at ninth, so they're sitting kind of where we thought they were. Maybe fight, maybe a little bit lower after the nice hot start they had for us. But yeah, still, I think like they're. I, said, I think they're a little. United, so yeah, but I think they're a little higher than expected. Though, like, I think we think like one or uh, sorry, I think two out of three are going to pass them, and that's Crystal Palace, Everton, or Leicester right behind them. I'll let you discuss points when we get there. I do think two yeah. out of those three will pass them. So. I, I do have Brighton pegged for 11 or 12. Uh, love them. Duncan Duffy, balling out, great kits. Cool uh, vibe for the whole team. But for one, they can't hold a league, a lead. They allow so many teams to come from behind and earn that, adi- yeah. that other point and really share it with them so often. It's ridiculous. You feel for them. But, um, you know, yeah, I like them. They still play exciting football, but – I think they're gonna start tailing off a little bit more because they'll get keep getting hawked down on these draws. Like I li- literally think out of their five draws, two, two or three—I would even say three—they held a lead in those matches. And just think yeah. where they could be. They'd be up towards. Well, they don't lose much. They have, you know, for example, less losses than United, Tottenham, Wolves, and arsenal actually same as west ham they'd probably be probably be right there between fourth and fifth if they held on to their leads um barring barring any of the teams ahead of them as well getting points from that so brain's been a fun watch i'll continue to watch them unless they're playing like the norwich or the southamptons of the world um but yeah we'll see what happens on them then but yeah exactly (laughs) even though right now i don't know southampton probably They've probably drew drawn with Southampton last month. That was probably one of them. So we can't even bet on probably. That. <laughs> All right, cool. Moving on. You did mention them a little bit, but on 10th at 16 points, they're only one point behind Brighton and United. That's Crystal Palace. Patrick Vera's boys are balling out after a really slow mm-hmm. start, but they just really look good. But as you always mentioned, they do have those horses, especially on the wings, that can get out and play. Um, and it looks like Vera's letting them loose a little bit. He's bringing in some of his structure from him being that center defensive uh Anchor in the Arsenal invincible side and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Behind them are the Toffees from Goodison Park, Everton um, in 11 spot. They're one point again behind Crystal Palace, four points off them goal differential wise. Palace does have a positive one goal differential, so they're actually one of the only positive ones past the uh, top five. 
So they're looking pretty good if they do get into a point-for-point battle with somebody. Um, and then behind them, we have the Foxes from King Power Stadium on 15 points as well. But they are behind because they're at negative five goal differential. So they're two points goal differential-wise behind Everton. And again, how the table works, it's almost like hockey and an American fan. You get three points for a win, one point for a draw. That's why we keep saying for all these new fans that we keep acquiring, um, if they're one game behind or so-and-so or within a game or this is a six-pointer, then that's what we're talking about because it is like hockey where whatever result you get, that's how you're getting your points. Yep. Um, Cool. And then right behind them in 14, which will be the last of this little subgroup we're going to talk about because we got a nice triumvirate of teams on 13 points. Um, We have Southampton coming in at 13. Um, Just like Brighton, they are on five draws, so they are getting a lot of draws. Um, but <laughs> they're only one point behind Leicester and have a better goal differential in Leicester and the same as Everton. So a win could see them jump up there as well. And as you see, between 8 and 16, which we'll get into, is only a four-point difference right now. And we are 13 Jeez. matches into a 38-match season. So you see we are early in here. This is a tight race. Some of the big horses are starting to pull away. So some of those teams like United, mm-hmm. like Arsenal, like Spurs, that want to fight to stay with that pack and then start making their moves now. Um, and that's why you're seeing this being that time when a lot of managers are changing. Aston Villa, yeah. United, all them teams like that, Norwich, same thing. All these managers are changing because this is the time when the when they get into that that straightaway where the teams start pulling away when they, uh, the oil starts rising to the top, so to say. Yeah, I think this is like in the triathlon, this is switching from the swimming to the biking where we start Mm -hmm. getting these matches close together. We've got midweek matches next week. It's going to be exciting. We're going to be betting. We really got to We keep promising. We'll step our Twitter game up. We keep mentioning it. But we were in such shock at the news yesterday and some of the rumors trying to keep up with the different sources that we have there that we didn't really publicly say a lot because we didn't want to get egg on our face for one and two it would be opinion based and we try to bring some facts when it comes to us outside of our rooting interests like you guys see how we react with usa um but with that said in this triathlon of a season i like the way that you just put that you know this really feels like switching from swimming to the biking because this is going to be the long haul colder weather shitty travel if you're still moving on in um european club competitions Almost everyone is except Spurs, I believe. I think I don't know if that loss prevented them from moving on in that Europa Conference League, whatever the hell that yeah. is. Um, jokes there. We know what it is. It's the third one. But um, also, like if you really put it down, you said sixteen to eight, but sixteen to three is three wins difference. So in this sprint, starting off that second biking portion of the trifecta um is really going to say a lot on who can survive these especially like i said a lot of these teams are still in european competition west ham looks great in europa league um chelsea and man city doing their thing liverpool doing their thing united doing their thing so yeah hey um lester doing really well in the europa league too um and then tottenham's been whatever so um you have that though you add in the the cup challenges in england as a whole like 
there's a lot of matches coming our way in a very quick succession that I think we could see some differentiating. Typically, this is where the big six are the big six. They know how to manage this. The players are keen on doing so. Um, they have the depth to deal with. The, yeah, they the have the depth as well. But, you know, we've seen it. Like, we've seen West Ham run a Europa League match on a Thursday, turn around on a Sunday with the same yep. squad, getting wins both times. But it's going to start being tougher and tougher. Will teams like Everton clean their act up? Will Crystal Palace, after all those draws early in the season, Remember, they, I think they have two losses, and they they were one and two their first three games. So they've either yeah. won or drew this, since match week three. Will they take advantage of some of that? There's so many possibilities. Um, I'm really excited to see how December shakes out. And for us, selfishly, on paper, United, after this weekend, because this weekend's still November, United have an easy December schedule. So... I'm really excited to see what can happen in this. Yep, me too. 100%. Cool. Let's move on then. We did talk about them a little bit. We have three teams, 14, 15, and 16, all on 13 points, just separated by goal differential. And then I don't even know how they separated Aston Villa and Watford because they are exactly the same. Um, yeah. We have Brentford in 14th point, 14th place, again, on 13 points. Their goal differential is minus one. That's what sets them in 14. Aston Villa and Watford um, are both on 13 points. Both have four wins. Both have one draw and both have seven losses. And they're both on <laughs> minus four goal differential. So And I both 16 goals right scored to 20 against. It's literally yeah. goals for – I'm just assuming Aston Villa got to 13 points first. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their game was earlier or something. Which um, would make sense. Head that we can't Because Watford just beat a certain club. Well, Watford just beat a certain club. So if it is that, it would Maybe be that's that. why they were going for four. Yeah. The goal differential. Jerks. Um, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> sitting right there on the edge of the relegation zone is Leeds United coming from Ellen Road. They're on 11 points. They're only two points off of those triumphants and only three points off of 13th. And then we jump into the relegation zone. Burnley sitting at 18th <sighs> at nine points and a negative six goal differential. You have Norwich finally getting off the schneid, getting that second win. Um, they got two draws and eight losses, though, so they're still sitting there with only those eight points. Um, and then lonely at the bottom, winless Newcastle. New owners came in. Might have to go to the championship. Next I'm rooting year. for them so hard. We've, I think we've said it on the show before. Yeah, like, I want it to happen so bad. Stay away from Erling Holland, you jerk offs. Like, no, yeah, you enjoy the championship division. So, John, yeah, I go actually, get Joshua King. Yeah, I had a question for you here because, in really? my eyes, I could see it both ways. So, say we cut off, we cut it off at Leicester, even though we talked about what 16 or we said like. 14 to three was three wins, nine points different throughout the whole league. Yeah. So say we cut off, let's even say Leicester, because we haven't loved Southampton's game and Brentford, the awesome story. They're kind of middling now and Aston Villa's letting us down. <coughs> Excuse me. So we cut off at Leicester and below. I do look at this kind of relegation race. Don't get me wrong. I think it's Norwich and I think it's Newcastle down. Mm-hmm. But that's six other clubs 
out of those eight total teams from 13 and down. Do you look at it that way? Or do you think the cutoff is the bottom four? Do you think it's Leeds and the three in the relegation now? What are you, how are you looking at this? Um, I do think Leeds is a little bit more of a tier below those, uh, those triumphant of teams on those 13 points, 14 to yeah. 16, and even Southampton in that as well. I think Leeds is just a tier down, but I do think um, if they come through and get on a nice little hot run here with no European, like you said, maybe they go against mm. some teams that are a little bit drained from Europe, drained from not having the squad depth or some injuries or something. Especially with their they style. They get on a little run. Exactly. Um, they get on a little run, they could go, but as they're playing right now, I just don't see it. So I do see the leads as a little bit of tier below everybody else. And again, I think maybe last year was kind of just like a, uh, a flash in the pan where they came in with a new style. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa being new to the Premier League, coaches didn't know. And I think it's almost like an American analogy. I feel like now teams have tape on them. So they just mm. know how to, uh, how to play against leads and how to kind of dissect their defense apart and not really get hurt by the counterattack too, too much. So in my eyes, and it could be a little bit of red-tinted glasses, pun intended. Um, <laughs> why I see Leeds is it's tier below, kind of a scum tier, some would say. Um, but I do think if they go on a run um, and go to almost be the Leeds they can be, then we can watch out for that. Watford, I feel like, is playing a little bit out of their skin right now. But I do have to give it to them. They are playing good. They got Saar. They got Dennis. They do have some players that can play down in Watford. So... I do think Leeds, like I said, a little bit below, but nothing too crazy. I don't mm -hmm. think it's it's one of those miles and then that person. I do think at the end of the season, if it stays how they're playing right now, I do think Burnley will overtake them and get out of that relegation zone. Um, and maybe Leeds goes back to the championship, almost a scene where they're more comfortable at. But mm -hmm. we will see because, like I said, Leeds can catch fire pretty easily. We did see it last year, how yeah. Leeds uh, – can come on and burn I may even too. have a certain prediction later going with that in mind. Um, I will say, like, in my opinion, I'm really worried about Brentford. And they got those two wins quickly and only one since. Like, I think yeah. they were 2-0-1, right? Two wins and a draw. Or 2-1-0. Two wins and a mm -hmm. draw their first three weeks or something like that. I really do worry that they'll just get lapped. Um and it'll be them, Norwich, and Newcastle being relegated. Um, yep. Unfortunately, that I is... I feel that. Out of those three, out of those three, Brentford... Villa, Brentford's Watford. I'm most scared of. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably it's probably Brentford's the one I'm most scared to fall out of that group. Um, and I say scared just because they are kind of do have a soft spot mm -hmm. uh, with our pod. So, But Brentford is the one that I feel if any of those teams... Cause we do speak on Aston Villa. They do got new uh, coach in there. Lamps came in there. Yep. Um, so we'll see what he can do, but I just, I'm, they, they're mind boggling. Know. We thought they spent their so, money so well after selling off a certain, yeah. a certain Jackie boy. And they just, that's why they play the game exactly. on paper. They look like a mid table team easily and they're fighting for their lives. Yeah. Zone, so. Yeah. And not lower mid table. We're not talking 14. We're talking like 10, nine, 11, eight, somewhere in there is what, we said on the prediction yeah. show, thinking they spent well and wisely, and whew, we'll see if the, if it was just managerial. We'll see. Yeah. So that's it on the table, really. Um, just to kind of run down uh, the goal-scoring situation here, it's kind of – I would say it's over, but then the two guys at the top really haven't scored too much lately. 
Mo Salad has sitting on 11 from Liverpool. He really hasn't scored much the last two weeks, and that's in all competitions, including his break with uh, Egypt. I don't even know if he scored in those two matches with them, but he's got a four-goal lead, tied for second, Jamie Vardy and Sadio Mane. Party. Yep. It's not hasn't been too many Vardy parties lately, but he started the season well. Um, Sadio Mane, Liverpool, tied with him. Really cool to see because we shouted him out. We even said he was going to score against the U.S. We just didn't come back and win. Mikel Antonio from West Ham sitting on six. And then a four-way tie in fifth place. Some of these names might surprise you. <laughs> given, yeah, Diogo Jota at fifth for Liverpool. Yeah. But Sar for Watford at five, not too surprising. He would be your goal-scoring pick if you're doing a wing cast, which I'm sure pays a ton. I can't even imagine how much if whoever bet that last weekend got it against a certain team that's red in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Maxwell Cornet, where's a Cornet? I'm not even sure. Ooh. From Burnley is stuck at Star five. Lord. And then we keep I, – I know we've bet on this, and I know we've whispered it. Rafinha at five for Leeds. We've I'm sure we've bet his win cast at least twice. The problem is yeah. Leeds ain't winning no games. Yeah, they're um, scoring, but they ain't winning. Yeah, and then kind of a shocker on the assist table is the two-way tie for first. Pogba still tied for first at seven, thanks to opening night with four, and then against Leeds. And then Mo Salah is actually up there with seven, but I guess that's not too surprising considering Mane's in like three – Giotto's tied for fifth. Bobby Firmino is probably down the list, but he's been injured and hasn't really been starting with some of his knocks. And it's but, almost like that uh, that American style in football when you have uh, a superstar wide receiver on one mm-hmm. side, you're going to open up that other side. Exactly. So two weapons. Most people are going to look at Mo. He is honestly probably going to mm-hmm. get the Ballon d'Or this year. Um, uh, hard to disagree. Eh, we'll see. If he it's keeps balling like he is and scoring a goal of ga- game, eh, probably. Touche. Um, especially because we'll he got bullshitted last happens. year <laughs> yeah but i do um, i do see your point and think he has a chance but i i wonder if them not well fuck it Lewandowski hasn't won shit either so i don't know it could go either way i guess you're right but yeah. my personal vote is because i do think he was bs'd from the COVID i think year not being awarded i think that is going to play a factor because he, he was my hands down winner last year to yeah, be real sure. And then this and year, I think, he's done um, nothing but score. I think it will come down to Champions League, just depending on Bayern, Liverpool, see how far they go. Well, I think he's rocking them up. Factor <laughs> since both of them, yeah, and since both of them don't really have too much international uh, pedigrees with their team. Mm-hmm. Like, they're with their teams they do, but their teams aren't international pedigrees. Um, mm-hmm. I think it will come down more to the Europa League, or yeah. to the, excuse me, to uh, Champions League. Yeah, because we mentioned uh, Portugal and Italy earlier. Aren't the Polacks in, in that need to be in that playoff I as well so i'm like 90 yeah. percent sure of that so we're gonna get we're gonna get all those italian studs bruno and cristiano and then Lewandowski with poland in that that's gonna be bananas i can't wait yeah but one the reason i brought up assist too is because there's a certain name missing that i really want to see fix this shit bruno fernandez needs to get up there personally let's go no uh, time to keep it real Let's see. I'm trying to scroll. I didn't see him yet. I don't. Well, he's higher up on goals than you would think because he has four. Him and Ronaldo yeah, are right outside of that. Oh, he's got three. He's got three. He's not so bad. Not so great either. <laughs> Fix it, Bruno. <Yeah. laughs> 
All right. Cool. Um, so with that, I think we are ready to jump into this match week 13 action. I was about to say 16. It's episode 16, burr, burr, match burr, burr. week 13. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> All right, and these games are starting on Saturday, November 27th. Um, Again, when we go through our times, we're going New York time, Eastern Standard Time for all our homies over here on this side of that big-ass pond. Excuse me. All right, let's start off in London. We got Arsenal taking on Newcastle. So this is sixth in the table, or excuse me, fifth in the table against bottom-dwelling Newcastle. This is your My Premier League morning on NBCSN at 7.30 a.m. Again, that's New York time. We got Arsenal coming in as the favorites at minus 220. A draw is plus 370, and Newcastle are the dogs in this one, of course, at plus 550. Mm-hmm. Jibs, what are you thinking on this one? Do you have some kind of angle to get those odds down? Or are we staying away from this one with this being these high odds? I don't like the match. I don't love it. Uh, I mean, mm, Obama Yang Wincast is 125. Plus 25. I did look at that. He yeah. should be the one. I don't know why Lacazette is even with him, to be real. Um, I think if I took a fly, because that's not even enough to entice me. Like, I, I'd mm-hmm. rather just skip this match. One that does kind of my eye is Martin Odegaard to score in 90 minutes on Arsenal to win is plus 260. I don't hate that. And I think against a lesser squad, he might have a little bit more leeway to be creative that I think he's shown off and on in the past. So maybe Martin yeah. Odegaard just for the cause. Maybe I'll throw like a couple and, sh- shekels, as we used to say. And that's two. That's one of those where it could be like one of those give and goes. Odegaard is one of those kind of one, mm-hmm. two, almost Donny Vanderbeek for United fans type player. I know we only see him a little bit, but that's the type of player he is. But he, um, but Odegaard does do those little one twos at the top of the box, or maybe he can pair up with a bomb mm-hmm. Give a one, two, get one back and just slide it into the corner. So that's something we'll be looking at. Would you say plus 260, Jibs? Yeah, yeah, plus 260 on that one. Something that caught my eye. Cool. And again, that's your wake up. That's your My Premier League morning, 7.30 a.m. on NBCSN. Coming up next, we got Crystal Palace. We'll keep it in London for this one. Mm. Versus Aston Villa, 10 a.m. on Peacock. Crystal Palace, plus 120. Um, The draw is plus 230. And Aston Villa is plus 240. Jibs on this one. I'm just going to read the table. I know it's not that many <laughs> points in between them. It's three points, but I'm riding what would you said. Crystal Palace in those first two games, maybe three games. I think it was three. All of their loss. Yeah, got all mm-hmm. of their losses out the way. Um, and they're either drawing or winning. So I'm going to put a little bit of half unit on the win. And I'm going to put a little half unit on that tie no bet. And that's going to be at minus 162. And we're going to mm-hmm. see what we can do. Jibs, what you feeling on this one, though? Pretty much the same thing. Just I have a little bit different style. We know you know that with how we talk about betting. Sometimes I'm gonna pull a, the full like unit on the Tino bet because that will. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not Tino bet. I've had a different note. And where is it? Yeah, it's not what I thought it was actually. 
Double chances. Yeah, might as well I'm just taking Crystal Palace to win, actually. Scratch all that. Let's just kind of bet I wouldn't win money from a draw. Um, just got it back backed up in my head. But plus 125, AV's been terrible. We've talked about that, how we've been let down by it. Um, and that line, pa- line has moved uh, five bucks then because it was <laughs> 120 uh, yesterday. So it's plus yep. 125. So that line has moved. So maybe a lot of money is going on Villa from the public. So maybe that's something that uh, Vegas yeah. slash London's trying to do to get you to bet. Well, a um, move like that would be sharps. Yeah. Um, moving that one. Um, actually, I don't know. That could go either way. I know what it does in American football. This is a tough one here. Um, I still like Crystal Palace. I think they're athletes. Those horses, they're Ferrari. We've talked about it numerous times. Crystal Palace should win this match. Yeah. And it's at home. Boom. Good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. See if the Vieira boys can do work. Um, speaking of another team that should do work, especially facing a team that just lost to Norwich, um, we have Liverpool at home at Anfield, 10 a.m. This one's on USA. This is another one. You can use that NBC app. Use your cable provider. Find it there. Liverpool are the big favorites in this one, minus 360, as they should be as well. Draw is plus 500, and Southampton is plus 900. Uh, Jibs, this one seems self-explanatory. Do you see anything within those lines that maybe you're liking, maybe an over plus a win in that win draw win, maybe a win cast? I know you like finding those. Uh, you're amazing. It's like I you know. read my mind. Yeah, I'm actually going to do win, draw, win over two and a half goals at minus 165. And I will dabble on the three and a half at plus 145. I like it. It's, I like it's you that said three and a half at plus 145. I, I just I like it. You And to be real, like you probably could do win cast with Mo Salah and Jota right now and Mane. I mean, they each might score. They win four or one. 4-0, let's be a little bit more real here. They win 4-0 because Salah gets his brace, Jota and Mane both score. Like, I could easily see that being the case. So, depends on how well your Friday night was, but I'm not going to do the win cast just because of the way they have been spreading it around. Um, I know they don't get the defensive goals that, say, a Chelsea gets. Well, nobody does. What they're doing is unbelievable. But... yeah. Um, I do like taking the gambles on over two and a half as my bet and a little sprinkle on that over three and a half, three and a half with the win, draw, win kind of situation. Yeah, no, 100%. Try to get that plus money, especially on a team that should dominate this mm-hmm. game. Um, next up, another team that will not dominate at home. We got Norwich at mm. plus 240, a draw or versus Wolves, excuse me. And this is an NBCSN. So this is at 10 a.m. You can get it on that cable networks or like Jibs always says, try to use that NBC app as well. Um, and with this one, again, Norwich is the dogs at home at plus 240. The draw is plus 230 and Wolves are plus 115. As we talked about earlier, Wolves are sixth in the table. Norwich is down there in relegation zone 19. I think this is a prime opportunity to get a good team at decent value at plus money. This is a nice little bankroll builder. I would at least throw one unit. If not my confidence, I want to check lineups first, maybe double it up, get a double unit, 
I feel like this one's a no-brainer. Wolves should do even a one-nil draw I, or one-nil win. I am cool with. Just get it done, Wolves. Um, that's how I feel on this one. I feel pretty confident. Norwich maybe getting a little overconfident with their win last week. Or I could be biting my own tongue and putting my foot so far in my mouth. And Norwich will come out hot because they did get the win last week. No, I have them boys. <laughs> yeah. Forget that. No, I think it's disrespectful off one win and being at home that the Wolves are plus 115. This should be even money. This should be minus 120 their way. If this was minus 150 Wolves way, which it probably would be if they were the home team, if not more, I would have no qualms with it and I'd still take it. I also think, uh, I know he didn't have the greatest international break because he had to play in the, in, uh, against the u.s didn't have a great game and then they had to play canada where it was cold as shit <laughs> in the ice teca but raul jimenez plus 230 wing cast mm. i i can't not throw half a unit on it he's yeah. he's great he's a baller i respect him very much for the position he plays and he plays in the a very same role for both Mexico and Wolves. I'm gonna rock with him to score. Get that one nothing dub. What did you say those odds were again, Chips? Plus two thirty. Plus two thirty. Ooh, I like it. About that. That'll be about two thirty. Yeah. Um. Cool. You did mention you might have something in this next game about a certain team maybe mm-hmm. catching fire. We'll see what you're thinking. It is against one of your darlings though. Mm-hmm. Brighton is at home. At the Amex on the South Coast, they're fighting against Leeds. Leeds currently sitting in 17th. Brighton, as we said, even on points with United, but sitting in ninth. This is your NBC 12:30. So this is your afternoon action. Get you ready for mm-hmm. some college football during and after this match. Um, Brighton are the favorites at home at plus 110. A draw is plus 230, and then Leeds coming in as the dogs at plus 270. Jibs, why don't you let us know what you were foreshadowing a little bit earlier? I, I do think that this is a spot for Leeds to catch a team. And unfortunately, it does come at the expense of my boys, Brighton and Hove, I'll be on. But I'm going to selfishly throw root for a tie, a draw, because I'm doing tie no bet, Leeds plus 168. I think this is one we mentioned their style earlier. We kind of rehashed that like we've done in episodes past about Leeds. I do worry that their style plays very well against Brighton where they try to shut it down with Duncan Duffy, get the balls forward and catch you. But the team that's best at catching other people, but arguably like outside the big guys is Leeds. Like this should be tactically a game that they could do very well in, in my opinion, just watching them, you know, really the last year and a half since they rejoined the Prem, like, I don't know. I I don't know if Duncan Duffy and those type of guys can run with leads for a full 90. So I'm hoping for a draw. Just get my money back as a little eeny tinky bit of a Brighton fan. But I do think Leeds has the tactics to pull out like a one nil, two nil win. You know, I don't know if because of their speed, I don't make a mistake. So Brighton will get one. I could see a two one Leeds win quite easily. Yep. No, What's cool. your thoughts? I'm with that. Um, I'm probably going to – this is probably a stay-away game for yeah, me, yeah. if I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm thinking about it, I do 
100% agree that Brighton is a type of team that Leeds can get off because they like doing the exact same thing Leeds does, which does leave them susceptible. 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 Yeah, that. To the, <laughs> uh, to the counter because um, they like to push it to Mopai, Troussard, mm-hmm. um, players like that, and try to rely on your boys, Dunk and Duffy. Um, that's what Brighton runs on. So I think Leeds with Rafinha, um, I think Bamford's still out, but they do have a couple good horses out there. They have another uh, young Brazilian, I can't think of his name right now, uh, that can get out. Mm-hmm. So I think if anything, this is one of those where Leeds can come through, maybe snag a point, snag a win, maybe try to spark the uh, spark the flint, so to say, and start getting their uh, little fire in their ass going into the, uh, the bicycle part of this triathlon. Agreed. So, so cool. Um, with that, that concludes your Saturday. Again, that was your 1230 New York time on NBC proper. And again, they usually show this one on Peacock. Um, the apps we use only said NBC, mm-hmm. but most of the time this 1230 is on Peacock as well. NBC um, sports app too. Should be good to go. Yep. And cool. Let's move into Sunday. This is November 28th. We got speaking of one of those teams right above Leeds. We got Brentford hosting Everton, 9 a.m. on Peacock. All of these ones on Sunday are going to be on Peacock, but they're getting ready for that football Sunday so you can wake up, watch some footy, then go to American football, make some money in footy, make some money in American football, and then do a same-game parlay that misses because Tom Brady wants to take three knees on Sunday night football. <laughs> but let's get it into Thursday that. night football. Yeah, it was. Um Cool. Brentford, though, are coming in as the favorites. Um, surprisingly, if you look at the table, even though there are only two points difference, um, this is a little bit bigger margin than I thought it would be. A draw is plus 220, and then Everton are plus 240. Jibs, what you thinking on this one? For me, I'm taking draw no bet. Um, at Everton at plus 142. I Love think that. I'd rather take that plus money and have that little bit of safety net just in case it goes wrong. But again, I think it's the same thing that Vegas slash London did with Norwich. They give them a little bit of home favoritism. But like you said, Brentford only has three wins. And out of those three wins, two of them were in the first three weeks. So it's like, hey, man, what have you done for me lately? But again, they do get draws. So that's why I'm having that little bit of safety net. Yeah. But I'm still getting that nice plus 162. And I do think Everton have been kind of flying low this year. Um, Rafa and the Toffees. You know how I feel about Pickford. He's not really the best, but um, Bum. I think they're going to show show this one, and at least what I'm hoping for is maybe a draw if I can't get that Everton win. These two t- teams, with their records, how they started the season, how they've played since, are the exact same, just there's two different reasons. The hype, the excitement of being back. Same, same. Benitez. But <laughs> yeah, same, 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 but different. But different. And that's the hype and Benitez. And know what? I am hate both. I'm back against Rafa. Don't like him, except this weekend. So I am going to go Everton plus 240. Give me those odds against a team that's been struggling the same way, but should have the pedigree of players to get them out of it against a team going through identical situations. So plus 240 is stealing. You're telling me Everton with that roster against a team that just got promoted and isn't that far off from relegation is plus 240 away on a not very far road trip. 
<laughs> no. I'll take it. <laughs> I would give Mark Cuban that betting advice. <laughs> this is the easiest game in the weekend to pick. And I know we love Brentford, but this to me, like, so yeah, I'll get ready on Monday when we record the midweek episode, put foot in mouth. But yeah, that one just <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that, dude. I was like, bro, we but this one, dumb. That's that. this seems like too this blatantly is- <laughs> obvious. And that's how Vegas gets you. But yeah. uh, no, 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 like two or three. Two nothing, three one, three nothing. Yeah, book it. All right, book it. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> um, all right, next up, we'll stay with the B team. This time, we're going to Turf Moor and Burnley, sitting at 18th in the table against Lads. It's Tottenham, Spurs, <laughs> nine a.m. Again, this is on Peacock. Spurs sitting seventh in the table. Again, another surprising plus money. Plus 105 for Spurs on the road, a draws plus 250, and Burnley is plus 270. Now, me, I'm going to wait and I'm going to see what you say, unless you want me to go first, because I have some thoughts on this. I want you to go first. All right. I knew I took the last one, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to pull a Jeff thing where I'm stealing all this thunder and giving oh, it to someone else first. So for me, this is either a Spurs letdown, just the whole, the whole club is just sad. They're just terrible. Well, they are sad. And then it'll be a draw is what I'm thinking. I but like then it. I'm also thinking, oh, Spurs did just lose. They're going against 18th in the table, Burnley. They probably are going to blow them out three to nothing. But then again, I'm like, lads, it's Tottenham. They'll probably draw with Burnley. <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't know what I'm going here. I don't know. I, yet. All like, right, this so is, let's, I'm glad let's it's talk, a Sunday match. Let's talk through those emotions. Match. So there's a couple of different ways you can look at this. Um, all right, let's let's go through it. A sophisticated gentleman. They just got blown out by Mura. It was th- what three two. All right. Yeah. So we'll look that up in a second. But if I was going to take Burnley. I would take a three to exact score and say they're going to lose the exact same one. We'll look at that for one. <laughs> this is if you have a really good Saturday. If you just have a meh or whatever or hate this game or you just want to bet responsibly, stay the fuck away from this game. It's stupid unless you're a Spurs fan. Um, yeah. Now, two other ways to look and at it. Then you have more things you have to reevaluate. Now, now, now let's go deep, Jen. Bet Burnley the exact same way they just lost to Mira. 3-2 exact score, lotto ticket. Boom, one. Two values that I thought would be way, way higher. Harry Kane to score 90 minutes and Tottenham to win. Win cast, plus 175. Wingman Song, win cast, plus 250. Great value there. Oh, they lost 2-1. So that's even better because Burnley oh, doesn't score. I was yeah, not hoping they got three. Two. I was like, please don't be three. <laughs> yeah. And 2-1 Burnley is plus 1,200. So, like, Ooh. if you want to be a DJ, that's the way you can go. Um, if you want to do, like, first goal score, like, Harry Kane's plus 280 and Min Son is plus 450. The problem is come they didn't even score first against Mira. They scored the second and then still allowed another. Granted, they had a red card that game. So that does factor in. But it's flipping Mira. 
Who? <laughs> so like, Star Lord. <laughs> so like Come on, man. No you know right Harry Kane. If you, if you want to be responsible and you hate this game, stay away. If you think Tottenham stay gets away. right because it was embarrassing as shit the other day, and it is Pochettino on a couple more days of sitting there thinking on his private jet back from the game, Tottenham, Tottenham plus 100 is not terrible. Like, if this was week no. one, we'd be like, what the hell there is are this 11, There are 11 places higher. So Yeah. If this was week one and the – these were the odds we'd be like what the hell is this yeah like so i don't know this is one of those like you said if you have a good a good saturday you make a little college yeah. football overs but there's a matches. reason the lines are like this don't put your mortgage on it thinking you know this yeah. is that shit it's not i promise there's gonna be something i know it it's never this easy yeah it never is <laughs> and remember in parlays when in doubt leave it out Don't put some shit in a parlay you're not sure of. There's no point in ruining a nine-team parlay. Unless you're doing a $1 pick every game in the prim bet to win win you a nice little new car, ain't no point. If it's a parlay that you're just putting a nice unit, half unit on, when in doubt, leave it out. Should have done it with Edmonton and Oil or Edmonton and Winnipeg. But I didn't leave it out, so I didn't win seven hundred dollars. Well, there you go. <laughs> a couple days ago, yeah. And that's more Canada. Thanks, for you guys. Jesus. Yeah. What's up, bud? Yeah. It's a boot time. We talked about Canada. Eh? Uh, cool. Well, let's move on to something <laughs> I was like, a we little just bit. Did they? Beat, it's it's they yeah. Beat Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's move on to something not as cold as uh, Canada, but. Close to the same latitude line a little bit. We got Leicester versus Watford, 9 a.m. on Peacock. This is at the King Power Stadium. Leicester coming in as a home favorites. Again, we're seeing Vegas slash London favor these home guys a little bit more. They're seeing that these crowds are making a little bit of a difference. We got Leicester at minus 160, a draw at plus 300, and Watford coming in at plus 450. Again, this is Leicester at 12 in the table, Watford at 16th, but there is only two points separating these teams. Watford coming off the big win against United. Jibs, how are you feeling about this one? I feel like this is the one where Vegas really didn't give us the odds that we were looking for. I was mm. thinking this one should maybe be the plus 105, not so much of a minus. Um, Watford coming off a big win. Maybe they're thinking this is a letdown because that was just a, eh, United are falling. Ollie's about to get fired. Yeah. I, a shit and, show. Yeah. Or, and none of I, I do I disagree with you on the odds there. I'm actually thinking that this should be higher, like a minus 180 approaching minus 200, just on the pedigree of clubs. Um, I'm going to yeah. keep it simple. Lester, minus 160. I'm not going to look at Wincast. Um, if I do anything, I'm looking at Nacho and I'm looking at Vardy. That's about it. I think this is simple. Put a unit and a half to win-ish <laughs> to win a unit on Leicester, I think it's going to be that straightforward. Yep, and it should hit the bank before American football. Ba, 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 bam. <laughs> All right, so cool. I am with you on that one. I think it's Leicester again. I was wishing I was getting a little bit of odds, but I do feel you on that. And sure. as we said earlier, throughout this whole week, they have been giving a little bit extra um, odds to those favorite te- 
teams. Well, Damn, I got the hiccups. I, I think this is a scenario where Watford could score, but I think Leicester's getting two. If you want to make it better, win, draw, win, Leicester in over one and a half minus 120. There, on a $100 better, or on a $10 better, you're saving four bucks. Because I do think this is two nothing Leicester or better. Three, one, two, one. No, 100%. I think there'll be goals in this one. Yeah, these two teams give up goals. Just apparently Watford, not to Manchester United. Especially, too, if Watford does look at this table uh, and know that they got to, like, honestly kind of keep scoring to keep pace and make them ahead. They're going to sell out. They're going to sell exactly. out. And I think they're going to get caught. That's my prediction. Uh, next up, we have a top four battle. We have number two in the table, Man City, at home in the Etihad versus West Ham, sitting at fourth in the table right now. This is 9 a.m. Also on Peacock. Again, all of these games on Sunday are going to be on Peacock. We got City coming in as the big favorites, minus 350. A draw is plus 480. And West Ham is plus 900 jibs this is one of those for me city spreads the ball way too much around and pep messes with that lineup so much that i'm not really looking at anything on this one for a win cast or anything like that if i was feeling a little froggy i might throw maybe a half unit quarter unit if i'm a big dollar better on west ham the upset but for me it's to stay away i'll put man city in my big parlays and at that i'm still even a little iffy because west ham can't come through and get a draw from this one if they play to their top potential. But City could play at 80% and still get a win on this one is what I'm afraid of. I think so. Um, I think City wins this. I'm largely probably going to stay away. I might take a stab. And because, you know, first episode or second episode, we were talking like teams we enjoy watching. My two were West Ham and Brighton. Outside of United, obviously. Because yeah, David Moyes and, decided that, hey, kicking 74 well, we don't like in match isn't a good way. Yeah. No, but he we, actually changed his game. Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny. Um, but I'm going to take a stab at that plus 900. And I might look at West Ham and draw double chance of plus 260. The reason that scares me is everybody was talking about like City kind of dismantling PSG the other day and just doing their game the whole way. Foden and Grealish weren't even on the roster for that match. Yeah, but you still did because you did so a little behind the curtain. JB texted me. I said, Man, I, I can't front. I'm rooting for City because, yeah, a little bit later, foreshadowing maybe I lean a certain Argentinian way yeah. over another coach's way. And that is tentative, but we will see. But and JB texted me, said, Oh, I'm not really too sure on the city lineup. The people that replaced Grealish was Sterling, and the person that replaced sure. um, Foden was Zinchenko, so I'll give him that. Zinchenko doesn't play that much. Yeah, but, but I saw it, and I was like, dude, this is like a 9.5 out of 10 for any team in the yeah, world. Yeah, and <laughs> like, we talk about how they're the deepest oil club in the world, well, besides PSG. <laughs> well, no, I'll even give it to them. No, they're deeper, PSG's, but oil, yeah, oil money's defense more PSG, are, eh. but deeper at City. Yeah. Um, it's because it's been longer, I feel yeah, like, is why they sure. had it. Like you saw this year, it for was sure. FIFA for PSG. But no, if they did the same exact thing this weekend, I don't know if West Ham's this West Ham club is scared of flipping Raheem Sterling. Well, right. they missed so many chances, bro. I, I came home and I specifically said, let me they watch did. the City PSG highlights. Yeah. They literally could have scored like six goals in the first half. And they yeah. just couldn't I put watched, away their chances. I watched Navas came with a couple good ones. 
I watched every minute of the of the game, and I was who like, was Kimpembe? Kimpembe made a great save with his head. That should have been an easy tapping on Nkunku or whatever. No, Nkunku, no, Nkunku no. plays for no. Yeah, his chance Sabia, was yeah. Oh yeah, definitely the way. That was on the same time. It was that one that was like the the in swinging cross. I think oh, yeah, from yeah, Mares. Yeah. No, yeah, his left foot it came in and then he yeah. headed it away. And then Ashraf Hakimi, when Mares dipped in and did the Iron Robin, I'm only going left. You should know I'm going left. Kicks it in, and then yeah, Ashraf Hakimi makes the save on the line. Like legitimately, City should have put that yeah. game away. But PSG also had three long runs in the first. I know who looked like. Oh shit. yeah, John Stones completely Ball. fucked that one up. No, he balled yeah. out overall though, because Messi. Yeah, that one. Messi was... sucked. Messi did not have a great game at all in the first half. Mbappe and Neymar were running those long plays. They were trying to drop Messi deep to get the ball, collect, and go forward. It just, it was shit. So maybe I'm not so mad that a certain somebody's not coming to a certain somewhere, but I'll just off one game. Let me overreact on that for just half a second. Um, but. I, I didn't think it was a good game overall for Messi, and I thought they were just trying to hail Mary passes to Mbappe and Neymar, and a couple yeah. of them got through. And yeah, it, all, it worked. It, it, well, even that play I didn't think was too extraordinary, but the first Mbappe half, probably should have finished. It was a it was a bad miss, I yeah. think, when that Stone Stones was trying to do. If you didn't see it, Stones was trying to do like a Volta style yeah. dribble, keepy uppies yeah. at midfield, and Mbappe just essentially. Or I think Neymar actually was the one that stole it from him. Neymar just picked his pocket, stole yeah. it from him, and then did a basic Slotted through it ball. Over. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But they could have scored two or three times themselves in the first half. The yeah. only difference I will say, like City dominated, they hit the woodwork twice in the first half. Yeah, Gundogan with that one. I thought Gundogan definitely should have finished that one. Cranked yeah. off the bar. Um. All right, so cool. With that, we are both, like we said, on City, but this is probably a stay away just with those odds being so high. And with City not really having a dominant goal scorer, we're not really looking at win cast. Maybe if you want to go a win, draw, win, City and maybe over one and a half, maybe over two and a half, that's something to look at. But we'll get to that. When it comes to a Sunday, this is, again, another one of those games I'm happy is on a Sunday so I can make my money on Saturday and then worry about Sunday when it gets here. Speaking of worrying about Sunday when it gets here, Another thing I'm worried about is getting blown out by the Blues of Stanford Bridge, which we got Chelsea. This is our 1130. It's going to end your Sunday, get you ready for some NFL football. This should end almost right on time. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, it's going to be about 15 minutes into that one o'clock game. Um, but you got Chelsea at home again at Stanford Bridge versus Man United, 1130 a.m. on Peacock. Chelsea coming in at minus 170. A draw is plus 300. And you know where my bet's going. It's Man United plus 500. Yeah. Just, you could write it on my grave. I am putting 5 to $10 on yeah. Manchester United every match until I get this new job where I might raise my unit level. But I am responsible, so I will not. But- well, let, let's say one thing. We know we're both always going to do that with United. We're not going to throw Chelsea in parlays. And it sucks that this is the match going into football because I like doing the 1 p.m.s with that early hockey game in NHL and the last soccer game from England. It does suck for that. United have a chance, but then again, Chelsea dominated Juve. It was not close. Um, No. I fully do not expect United to win this match at all. I'll say that. I will say if if Ollie 
we have a chance with Michael Carrick. If Ronaldo gets two, it could be a tie. I I don't know what else yeah, to say. And what I'm what I'm saying, what I'm thinking too is maybe we'll get with um, Ralph's Ragnick's uh, like pedigree. Maybe these players will start showing out. Maybe show a little bit. Try to get into their bag a little bit. Get into the engine room and see. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got to show that I can press because I want to make sure I'm on this yeah. starting eleven. Um, so we'll see. Maybe Carrick will give. Vanderbeek instead of a McSauce, maybe a, Mc, a Fred. He's going to go with that Vanderbeek in the middle. He's instead. not setting Bruno from the get once again. Like he's not doing that twice in a row. So, oh we'll yeah, s- no, Bruno is definitely starting it because it was McFred with like. Donnie and Champs League for anybody yeah. who didn't catch it. Um, so I think we'll see that lineup that we normally like. Um, we won't have McGuire, so that's going to be interesting to see what he does there at the back. No McGuire, no Veron. McGuire getting that suspension. So I think that's definitely going to sit us down. But by and Lindelof, if I was going to have any pairing, those two actually probably mesh the best together because Bailly's more of a destroyer, more of a kind of a wild man where Victor Lindelof's yeah. more of that composed passing from the back, um, not as fast as Bailly were athletic. He can be wild too, though. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's got a mean stuff. streak. Bailly, Bailly is good in the air too. So if I was going to pick any two backups to be, these are the match, the the combination that I would want. So please, God, do not let Phil Jones even on the bench. So I'll say even straight up, gonna happen, I but. think it's that. I, I I think the back four are the champions. Like Talish on the left, give Luke Shaw another week. Clearly, Carrick, you're not the manager after this weekend, so just do this. And yeah, well, see, I think he'll start Shaw just because it's more of a defensive matchup. Um, I don't think Tellis he's healthy really, enough for it. Uh, Touche, because he did come off of that concussion protocol and then get knocked in the head. And then it was Champions week, League, so. and he was out mostly, largely because of injury. And I, remember too, he could go, he could go Diogo the low, the low too, because Diogo can play on both left and right. Yes, he prefers the right. Yeah, he can't play on left and yeah. Right you saw, you caught me on on our Zoom. We're, we recorded this on Zoom, and you kind of saw that what I was going to say there. Like, man, yeah. uh, I think not so fast. I like Tellish, so I hope he plays. I think it's the same back four. And I do think if we had one of Maguire or um, Rafael Varane, we'd be doing that, confusing the fans, three in the back or five in the back, because it's five defenders, really, just the wingbacks pushing way yeah. forward because they're finally wingbacks in this scenario. If I could even see us doing that, if Shaw was healthy enough, and he may be, maybe Sunday morning, it's Telish on the left, one was on the right, and the back three are... Shaw, Shaw by, uh, yeah. Lindelof. So it and could be that too. you could too. even see too, on top of that, we have, um, I know Ollie has done it a couple times. You could see a Bayi on the left, Lindelof in the middle, Wambasaka on the right, and then bring in Delow as that wing back on the right. And have Telish, yeah, and then have Telish on the yeah. left. Yeah, because he Shaw, always wanted Wambasaka in that situation right behind Bruno for that pass up, You in theory. Yeah, and we all know Juan Basaka is more of a one-on-one defender. Um, that's why some people are saying when Ralph Ragnick comes, that the low might actually be favored to him because he likes his wingbacks to push mm-hmm. up and provide that width because he likes more of a narrow, uh, compact offensive mm-hmm. line, almost like a four-triple-two sure. um, is sometimes what he's yeah. known to run. Um, but on this one, yeah, if you were a smart better, by all means, I would say bet Chelsea uh, taking all bias away. Yeah. But you know how we roll. We're yep. definitely going to bet on United. 
Um, if I'm even feeling a little froggy, I'm going to look at it right now. Because you can run from it. Yep. You can <laughs> run from it, dread it, but he is inevitable. So if we are going to win, I do think it is going to be Ronaldo. And this is how good I feel that I'm seeing this bet, that it's so far down the list that I have to click see all because they're showing six Chelsea players to score before even showing the greatest goal scorer of the modern era scoring mm-hmm. a goal. So let's see. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo to score in 90 minutes in Manchester United win plus 750. Ridiculous. Yes, please. Ridiculous. Take my money, FanDuel, because I'm probably not getting it back 750 fold, but fuck it. I'm going to throw it on there because I love Ronaldo and I love United. We're probably going to get blown out for nothing. Sorry, Carrick. Rob yeah. Ragnick's coming in. But no, who's going to hey. start up front? We're going to run that three up front that I wanted. Sancho right, Ronaldo middle, mm-hmm. Rashi left. Calling it now. Yeah, that's what I want too. Yeah, I love that. So sorry, Tony. It's Sancho, Rashford, Cristiano. Hopefully we hear a Viva Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that, we wanted to speak on the big news, mm. not only for us personally, but for England. Premier League as a whole. Fuck you, Dallas Stars, taking a 3-0 lead. Come on, abs. That's not what I was talking about, but what I am talking about is Ralph Ragnick taking over as the interim manager and then moving into a consultancy role for the next two years, which I am actually more hyped about that than I am about the interim coach because you've seen in the past he is known as the godfather of the Gigan Press which you see Klopp running, which you see a lot of these big teams in Europe, and especially the Bundesliga running. It is what Pochettino prefers. It's not necessarily a gig and press. It's more of a vertical tiki-taka is what we would call the tactic that Pochettino runs, but he does like the press, and you will see he is one of the most fit coaches. When you see his Southampton teams, his Tottenham teams, they were in one of the top like miles, kilometers per match teams. In the past 10 years, those teams have been at the top. High and if it's another yep. way, if it goes Eric Ten Hogg's way, he also runs this gig and press and that same vertical get forward style, get rid of the ball. Almost, if you want to use an American analogy and you're as old as we are, those Phoenix Suns with the Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Boris mm-hmm. Diaw, Sean, Sean Marion, those teams where, hey, we don't want to see that shot clock anywhere near single digits. Um, we saw something me and Jibs talked about. We've been sharing stuff back and forth on Twitter between ourselves. Um, and again, we didn't really want to post on it. We wanted to save it for the podcast. Yep. We didn't really want to drop too many of mm-hmm. our thoughts on it. Selfishly, we want to say, hey, if you want our thoughts on the Ragnick, you got to come to the pod. Um, and again, we want to make sure it's facts. We do have some pretty decent sources that we have, some little insider things that have their sources. It's not our sources personally, but we use the sources that we have sources for. <laughs> and sources we were seeing that this horses. was kind of happening. And um, and actually, these same sources did say that Ragnick, like, rejected us early in the uh, yep. earlier in the week. And that was true. Coming out a little bit later, he did reject us. He didn't think United were too serious. And then he came back again. He impressed United's board, telling him what he thought he wanted, his vision for the club, his vision for this current season. Um as well as just what he thinks in his football philosophy. 
And it's something that I know personally, playing football manager, playing FIFA, my tactics are similar to his, um, as well as the two coaches we are, have as earmarked as our 1A and 1B um, for our targets now. Knowing this with our interim coach that's going to come in, in next summer. Run it. So, Jibs, I know I just, just threw a whole whole bunch of babble out there. You covered the gamut, but, uh, though. I mean, yeah, you killed it. I, I, I just sat back, listened, because I agree with everything you said 100%. The only thing I will add, like, some of the early rumors sometimes end up being the smoke to the fire. And I really hope... I know you've had you have your opinions on it in our individual conversations. Like I said, I, I'm one A one B. We've shared we've shared a certain video with each other about a certain IX manager's tactics. I really hope, and I'm just gonna say this now and early, get it on record that Ragnick after this season becomes our director of football, and that this means we have a chance to go get Ten Hog from IX. He's my favorite manager. John, what? No, and I'll just add, go ahead. I'll add who else oh. I hope we have a chance to get, which just helps as well. Who else we have? You'll a see. You'll see. Oh, you'll see. Keep but, go with your. Oh, point. don't you. even say that. I, if you're making the joke about me. No. Oh, no, okay. No, I thought you were no, gonna throw. I thought you were gonna plug a holler joke in there because I, I will no, say here on the no, pod, not that. I love no, Sebastian Holler for I. No, he's, he's a Mac dude. truck on FIFA. He's yeah, a Mac truck. He on Mac trucked a goal the other day in Champions League too. So he's a baller. Hey, Sebastian whatever. Holler, the baller. But the real baller is Ten Hag. I, that's who I want as our manager, especially if this means Ralph Ragnar becomes our director of football. I think it's it makes sense. And tactically, talk about Regnick real quick for the rest of the season. That's my hopes and dreams. Put that out there. Hopefully, I'm illuminating it on the pod. We're bringing it to wishful thinking. Ragnick is going to make these boys run. I hope Ronnie responds well, and I think he will. I've seen some bullshit out there Me already too. saying, no, Ronaldo's the diva. They're not. Literally, I think what Ragnick is about to coach into these guys is what Ronaldo has been telling them as his teammate. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Like, and Ronaldo Bruno wants too. You to see, do this. This yeah, is what Ronaldo Bruno wants to do mad. is run people to death, get in that open and lane, win. slot a ball in, and most of all, win the dang game. You play to win, to win. the like, game. <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is exactly what Ronaldo's going to want. Show he's the best athlete on a soccer pitch on earth at 36 years old. And I think he's going to respond well. I think he's going to be doing a lot of Ragnick talks in practice. And I was going to be giving a lot of looks around saying, I told you so. This is what I wanted. This is what we can do. So it's go time. As far as I'm new guest star for you on YouTube. Here's a. Young Smokey Bear. Time to smoke the competition, Smokey Bear. Yeah. And um, what I was mentioning is when Ragnick was at RB Leipzig, he had a certain goal scorer that scores, I'll say, seven, 77.333, repeating, of course, <laughs> percent a game. Early. <laughs> so, as we know, we had the Mulder connection with Ollie, with Erling Holland, the Norwegian connection, the most legendary Norwegian player of all time, and the most prolific Norwegian scorer of all time. 
mm-hmm. who will be certainly surpassed by Erling Holland. But now we have the director of football that brought him into that RB Leipzig or RB Salzburg, where they run Salzburg. that thing, where he's part of that Red Bull company group. Um, I know we love, some people we love might Salzburg, not know. Like, yeah, gonna... some people might not know um, that like the Red Bulls, Red Bull company over there kind of has a little thing because it's 49 to 51. So they own most of it, but they make it 51% owned by the fans. So it's still technically under the mm-hmm. thing. But some of those fans happen to be part of the Red Bull company as well. Yep. So you'll see how that goes. But Ragnick was part of that company. They're in um, hockey and basketball too. Yep. Um, it's kind of like, 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 like Red Star across Russia and Belarus for soccer and hockey and basketball. Yeah, Red Belgrade. Star. Yeah, even though it's uh, partisan Belgrade is the soccer team, like if you go to the betting house, but that's Red Star. Like, yeah, that whole Eastern Bloc Europe, crazy world. CSKA, all that. Cisco is a big those. one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's one of those things where I think that does bring us a little closer to Holland because when he was director mm-hmm. of football and working with the Red Bull company, he had ties to Holland already. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see. I think like we talked about earlier, he does set up both of our coaches, whichever one it may be. Um, I know Pochettino has been eyeing this job for a while. He was he wanted he was number one target when Ollie took it full time. Um, at the time, I did agree about the Ollie thing. I did want Poch. And I'm like, man, we're missing on somebody I do want. Um, I think he brings the best out of young players. You see when he came through, you saw Daly Alley shine. You saw Harry Kane shine. You even saw Eric Dyer's mm-hmm. bum ass shine. So. That's why I think something that he could do, maybe even move Eric Lindelof into that Eric Dyer role, where Lindelof, we don't have to worry about his aerial presence, but maybe be that anchor as a defensive line, almost like a young Maddich would play if Maddich was five to six years younger. How he would do where he drops back in between the two center backs, but then you have that creative playmaker midfielder um, in a Pogba, in a Vanderbeek that can make plays almost as a quarterback. Um, 100%. A, uh, a deep line playmaker for those FM players out there. Um, but I think too, with both of these coaches we have coming in again, Ralph's tactics match them perfectly with the gig and press. And he does like that tight, compact, short passes, move forward, get forward. Um, he said on one interview of the day he used to have in training, a ticking clock that got customized made and where it ticks and the players can hear the tick and they hear it. And they know that if they do not have the ball, they want to get it back within eight seconds. If they do have the ball, they want to score within 10 seconds. So that's just yeah. the type of thing we're looking for. You can go on YouTube right now on Twitter. Just type in Ralph Ragnick on Twitter. You're going to have to mm-hmm. scroll through a lot of news articles. But you can type in that in tactics, and you can just see how it rolls. Um, Statman Dave is a YouTuber. I love watching. He does tactics. He's done it on Pochettino. He's done it on Ralph. He, I think he has done a Tin Hog one as well how we're going to line up with Ralph. He does like running that four triple two, like I said earlier. So what we're looking for in that is going to be your back four. Um, we'll say Maguire and Veron are healthy, but right now, again, it is that Lindelof by, but he does like those center backs to be able to play those balls playing center backs, which Maguire and Lindelof and Veron all can be those ball playing center backs, get the ball to that target man and Cristiano Ronaldo, who's somewhat of a target man, but he can play in that role where he can hold up the play get it to that more pressing forward who would be Rashford. So you'd have Ronaldo and Rashford up top. You'd have Sancho and Bruno as your interior 4-2-2 players, but they're not going to be the width. Their width is going to come from your wingbacks. That's why I was saying a little bit earlier why Ragnick might 
prefer the low in this first match so he can almost run his tactics and he knows that he's got more two wing backs in either mm-hmm. Telesh and Delo or Delo and Shaw because Shaw can do either one. Owamasaka is more of that back defensive side player. Um, so that's why they say in those big matches, if he was here for Chelsea, yes, Wamasaka would play so he can slot down that right side. And we're not really worried about too much attacking. And Wamasaka has shown a little bit more of that attacking side where he has been getting in there, getting a couple assists and creating those big gets chances as well. In. Yep, gets those crosses in. Um, and then what it would do would have the McFred midfield right now, since there is no Pogba, with their industrious and their almost ball-winning ability um, get in there. The thing he's going to have to drill into them the most, and I think this is almost from, the, from McTominay at least, a really Van Hall era thing that he still has stuck in his head, and, and a little bit of Jose Mourinho, um, is he wants his midfielders to pass the ball forward. We're not making side passes. We're not making back passes. So much so that on defense – one of his pressing triggers is that side-to-side pass between the two center backs, which that way, once that ball is passed from the right center back, so to say, to the left, then we're as a team, they're going to press that left side, get that left center back, and try to steal the ball from him, where the really only thing that's susceptible, that is, it is susceptible to, hey, there we go, try number seven, <laughs> it worked, um, is that kind of, kind of deep cross and the uh, switch of play but then you're going to have time to react because it's not going to be a switch of play that deep. But it seems like he likes pressing kind of into like a, almost into a funnel where if it's on the right side, again, that that's one of the pressing triggers. Um, shout out to Statman Dave on YouTube one more time for all United tactics. And he does tactics on other players as well. Like he showed how lamps should set up Aston Villa and he has graphics and stuff like that. So you can see what I'm actually talking about when I talk about the four triple two or that vertical tiki taka or the wingbacks coming up the wings. If you play football manager, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about because um, I've been using terms from that because I love tactics, man. Tactics, I already got my little set. So, like, when uh, when the little kids come in uh, some years from now, we'll see. I got my little peewee amoeba football tactics ready. Like, yeah. no, I need you to stay wide, kid. You're a wingback. Stay wide. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I think overall – we're both in agreement that this we need is to get uh, on the run. That's what it's about. Yep, and this is one of the first times in a while United's made a smart, shrewd move. Um, old Ed better not stay here long because now we got Ralph. So Ed, peace. Like we don't need you no more, Woodward. Um, and I just think it's a good move, regardless of how we yep. go. I feel like we're going to get one of those two managers this summer. Poach doesn't really like the the situation he's got going on at PSG. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like Poach is almost an easier candidate to get because once the season ends, PSG will be like, "Cool, we'll go get Zidane. You can have Poach." Yeah, that all works out. I think especially if we give him a really nice now. thing. Yeah, and I feel like Ten Hag has a really nice thing going on at Ajax with Van der Sar, Overmars being his director of football. Overmars is bringing in you can see just talent after talent. We've raved before about Anthony. Yeah. A player I use on FIFA a lot that I love. You love Hoyer. Um, David Neres is there. Tadic, an old player that used to play in Southampton, now back yeah. in the year of Desi. Well, and it helps, um, it helps that he's Dutch. Yeah. It, and that's a big part of it. Otherwise, if everything else was face value, I think he would be coming because the writing would be on the wall to manage the biggest football club in the world. Yep. So, so and we'll I hope see. that and I hope Time that takes pre- that. I hope that takes precedent over then 
his goings right now. He does have a great thing, yeah. but you know, he's not saving at Bama. He's and exactly he's he's like uh, uh, I don't even know. Izzo at Michigan State. <laughs> you know, not like, even, not even. He's like uh, <laughs> I'll say he's like a um what's that dude that uh took the USC job? The uh the basketball coach that was killing at Gulf Coast. He was like that. Oh, Are you killing a small school? It's yeah. I'm not, he's done in multiple he, places, not Florida Gulf Coast. He's in the championship. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> touche, touche. Um, but some, no, I think some this is one of those. Of, some of those lines, yeah. I think IX is on that same kind of terms as almost like a Dortmund, a Leipzig. Um, those yeah. teams, Southampton even, to be honest. Um, those teams that are good stepping stones for managers where they can show just because they almost have that base and almost like a good youth academy yeah. where it's almost that same structure where you see Leipzig, they go find the Upamakanos, they go yeah. find those good players, um, Timo Werner, stuff like that. Yeah. And then you see the same thing at Dortmund. You see the same thing at what used to be at Southampton where they bring those young players through your Luke Shaw's, your entire fucking Liverpool team from <laughs> four to five years ago. Right. Um, all that. And I think it's just one of those where that's something that fits United really well. Um, we saw with Poach, I talked about a little bit earlier. He does show those those like young kids well and he can mold them into star players. You saw Daly Alley. Um and Harry Kane became centerpieces of the England team while Poach was in charge of Tottenham. Luke Shaw has mentioned that he feels like a son to Pochettino because of how he brings those wingbacks up. Speaking of wingbacks, we didn't even bring up with Poach how the wingbacks and fullbacks can kind of get forward. Danny Rose was a left midfielder before Pochettino got there. Then he turned him into a fullback. You see Kyle Walker doing things at City. That was a Poach product. Um, if you want to go almost compare it to the United States college soccer football or something like that, hey, that's part of Poach's recruiting class was Kyle Walker. You had Kyle Walker. You see Trippier, another player United's probably going to go for in January. Yep. Again. We'll see how the low plays. But Trippier is a player on our – our fucking radar and again he was really good under poach you see the same thing danny rose kyle walker you see um he wanted to go get Chilwell, but he went to chelsea um he likes those fullbacks so i think it could be almost a renaissance for luke shaw um again even though he has been playing he played up to par this past year and in the summer but it just seems like he hasn't really recovered from the almost england hangover um from those from this that summer's tournament so 100 percent. let's just have a yeah let's try to get a result this weekend and set it up like that's what it's yeah about. let's see if we can get this big new manager bounce see if the boys are yeah. gonna be out again um if you're smart don't listen to us yeah. on chelsea but um and there's tons as i mentioned there's tons of wind cast so if you have an inkling if you're feeling like it's a timo if it's a zh if it's a kai yeah. Havertz or a big rom uh go ahead and do that Smoke, you got anything else? So don't no? tell us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's um, all I so got. Cool. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned to Twitter. Um, we're going to get our picks out. We'll make sure over. we'll keep each other accountable for that for our other European leagues. Um, and with that, we say thanks, man. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you early next week. Again, we're going to try to get those out for you um, before those next games. And uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll have another co-host then. Who knows? Same old face, same yeah. old place. We'll see. He's all moved up. He's getting his solar game on. So we'll see. On United, glory, glory, man, United. We'll see you soon. As always, we appreciate you listening. Follow the socials. And 
Peace.